Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code BIRTHQUEEN, all in caps, cause you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy, bonus three, the birth coach class, bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my birthing waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm, C-A-L-M, labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15-plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Good morning, everyone. I am so excited for today's podcast guest. Of course, I always say that, but truly, we don't invite a ton of people onto the podcast. We're very selective. So when I have a guest, I am excited about talking to you. So today we have Jen from Titan, your tinkler, which I love the name. It's perfect. (laughs) I tell my girls in my coaching group, make sure you name your business something that makes sense that people know what you're talking about. And that is very clear. (laughs) I must confess a client named it for us. (laughs) We did not pick out that name, but it's perfect. It is perfect. And you know what? Let me confess as well. Minus Labor Nurse Mama, I have put everything in my stories and my audience has voted and named everything for me because I do not have a talent for that. And then it's great because they get to be a part of the mission. Yeah. And actually, honestly, Labor Nurse Mama, a group that I was in, they named me. So I didn't even name myself. I wanted Labor Nurse Trish and they picked Labor Nurse Mama, which, you know, Mom of Seven, it made more sense. But Jen, I would love for you to just tell everyone who you are. And we were talking beforehand about your story that landed you in this area. So I'd love you to tell that as well. 
My name is Jen Lormond. I am a mom of three. Trish was giving me a little mom advice before we talked because my oldest is turning 20 and she has some that are much older. My youngest is 10. I have three boys and I'm an exercise physiologist and I have been working in the women's health field, working with women postpartum for over 20 years. And yeah, my my story is what ended up allowing me to do what I do now, which is something, make your mess your message, right? After I had my first son, I ended up delivering vaginally and having a fourth degree tear. They needed to use vacuums mm. and a for- forceps to be able to deliver him. He was born Apgar zero. We were incredibly blessed that he oh. survived. And because of that emergency, I always like to say my Georgia O'Keefe, which is an artist who paints beautiful insides of flowers, turned into a Picasso. <laughs> it was oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm so visual. <laughs> and I definitely know what a fourth degree looks like from the other side. Yes. So. And so it actually I had a fourth degree tear. It ended up becoming infected. I was incontinent both ways for several weeks. And just uh, to put it bluntly, it was a hot mess <laughs> down there. Yeah. Um, I was in the process of recovering from my first birth and found out that I was pregnant with my second son six months later. And because I was not fully healed, I ended up having very large vulva varicosities during that pregnancy and did end up with a C-section because of those with my second delivery. And by the grace of God, was able to somewhat pull myself back together. I was still in my 20s at that point. So the bounce back in the tissues was a little bit better and created a program, wrote a book for postpartum women, felt like, okay, like I've got this thing conquered. I can help women get their bodies back. And then I got thrown the curveball of finding out that I was pregnant with my third when I delivered when I was 36. And that's really the pregnancy that just pushed my body over the edge. I had a very large separation of my abdominals, DR, which I had a five finger with. I had tried all the methods. Mm. I ended up having to have that surgically repaired. And in the process of getting that surgical repair, the issues that I was dealing with downstairs really got exacerbated. And it was a couple months after the first that first surgery that I was diagnosed with stage two pelvic organ prolapse of my bladder, my uterus, and my rectum. And so there was just a lot of things going on down there. And it led to a lot of <laughs> crying and frustration and mm-hmm. devastation. I ended up going to my OBGYN before I was diagnosed. I'll back up a little bit. I I went to the restroom and was feeling like there was so much pressure down there. Like I was having a baby and I was over a year postpartum. So I was like, what is going on down there? I took a mirror. I looked down there and I saw something coming down and out of my vaginal opening. Needless to say, when you feel that and that you are completely panicked, I called my OB immediately was able to get in for an appointment. To which then she had me lay on my back to examine me and proceeded to tell me that this really wasn't that bad and that her rectocele was way worse than mine and that 
Oh, that's I comforting. didn't need to go see anybody. And I was like, yeah. oh my I gosh. want a referral to a urogynecologist. I'm an educated woman. I had done my homework on, okay, who diagnoses this? Who do I need to see? And she was not going to give me one. And I basically told her, I'm just not going to leave here. She's like, you don't need that, Jen. And I was like, I want a second opinion. Yeah. Why does it matter to you? Like, seriously, just give me the referral. And what's maddening a couple things about this whole thing. I'm going to go back to your first birth in just a second. But if we are not educated, you guys listen to me. I say this all the time. And of course, I want them to take my birth classes. (laughs) I know they're the best, but you need to be educated because if you're not and you go into the doctor's office after a baby, during your pregnancy, in labor, whatever, and they dismiss you like that and you have no idea that's what's happening. Being educated allows you to recognize those moments where you need to say, no, mm -mm, I want more. And I think the thing that's also really sad is this was my OB that I had developed this beautiful relationship with that I loved, that made me feel cared for throughout my entire pregnancy. So it was a little shocking when her reaction was this to something that I'm completely devastated about, to which she was just like, yours isn't as bad as mine. And I just, it really, it felt like a betrayal in many I want to be like, sorry about your luck. You don't have to do anything about yours. That's your choice. (laughs) But I'm going to do something. I couldn't agree more. Education is so important. And and thank goodness it was my third and I was more educated and had been teaching women how to advocate for themselves previously. So I didn't do that for myself after my first birth. Yeah. Um, And I want to go back to your first birth before we go too far, because right away, the birth educator, labor nurse in me assumes that you were pushing on your back with your legs in either foot pads or stirrups or whatever. And I just want all of you guys listening that education goes all the way back. And it goes from the time that you're prepping your body for pregnancy, to choosing who you allow to care for you, to how you push. And unfortunately, pushing like that is only good for the provider. It is not good for our bodies. It's insane how many shoulder dystocias, fourth degree tears, vacuum deliveries, assisted deliveries could be prevented if we just think with common sense. Nobody in their right mind who's constipated lays on their back with their feet in the air to poop. So why in the world do does anyone think that makes sense and it's acceptable? And I'll tell you, I get challenged by women who have had babies every time I post you do not have to deliver on your back and they're like I delivered on my back and it was fine yeah it's fine until it's not fine so if you end up in the OR getting a repair for a fourth degree tear you might wonder shoot should I have pushed in a more sensible physiological way this is maddening to me because all of this that you have gone through probably could have been prevented. 100%. At the same time, you know what I've come to is that place of 
what a blessing because it's through these experiences that we educate women and that we created this program, right? Which is mm-hmm. helping a lot of women. So yeah, it's been a real struggle and battle. The the academic in me who blamed myself for many years. Which you're not to blame. Uneducated. Yeah. I have yeah. forgiven myself. Yeah. At 26 years old, you just don't know what you don't know. And um, I think at any age, if you're not educated yes. in these areas, you don't know. And that's like my tagline is if you don't know your options, you don't I have know. any. I love that. Because tagline. you absolutely do not know what you don't know. And of course, you trust that your provider does not want you to rip your hoo-ha out, right? You think that and you think that your provider does not want you to live with your freaking prolapse. Yes. <laughs> like those things we should assume, but we can't no. because they're all human. And I love your outlook that you sound like my husband. So my husband is always, okay, let's take this bad situation and use it for good. Like, how is this beneficial? And one of, part of my story is that I was in a pretty difficult season for 25 years, no longer in that season. And that has been part of why I'm able to be so strong-willed and advocate for women. So we do have to take those things and see what is the good. So I love that you're saying like, this is, you've used this for the benefit of all these other people. Because otherwise you're just stuck in the, it was me stage. You are. And then you don't really get to help anyone, including yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the advantages that both Christina and myself have, Christina is my business partner. She's a licensed physical therapist. And we partnered through part of my story as I was trying to heal from my third pregnancy. She practices a very special type of physical therapy, which is manual craniosacral therapy. And once she laid hands on me, it was love at first touch. (laughs) I was like, you have to come and practice in my personal (laughs) well that's an interesting business partner right there she started her physical therapy practice out of my personal training studio and we worked together in our in-person practices for many years and then conducted our research study and then from that tighten your tinkler was born I love that. And I want you to share with everyone what you shared with me that for two years you perfected this. Yeah. After I got diagnosed with prolapse, essentially during that diagnosis, one of the things that the urogynecologist told me is he looked at me and he said, when he was examining me, he inserted his finger and asked me to do a Kegel. And so I did a Kegel and his eyeballs like to fall out of his head because he was like, whoa, he's, you're very strong down here. So you're not a good candidate for women's health PT. So clearly you're going to need full pelvic floor suspension surgery. And then in the next breath, he told me, but I really don't like doing this on women as young as you. I was 36, 37 years old at that time, because you're going to need to get it again in 10 years. And so I was like, okay, two things were born from that. Number one, I was super confused. If my pelvic floor was so strong, then why in the world were my pelvic organs falling out? Number one. And then number two, if he's telling me that I'm going to have to get this surgery, what do I have to lose 
than to try every other holistic method out there possible before having to do that. And so it really lit a fire in me in terms of going on this quest and searching for ways to help some of the issues that I was facing, which is a lot of pee leaks, a lot of pain with intimacy, lots of downward pressure in both my tummy and vaginal area, lots of back pain. And so that really led me to finding the device that we use in our signature program, which it's not an internal device, it's an exercise tool. I have one right here. It's called the Pelvic Core Pro. I'm interested. It's just a little ball with straps. And I'm telling you, I went to the seminar where the woman who created it was teaching us how to utilize it. And I put this on and started doing movements with it and immediately thought I was losing my mind because I could feel my undercarriage lifting up. I'm I'm literally so intrigued on how you put that on. You put it on like a pair of pants. Okay. And the ball's between your legs? The ball goes right above your knees. And it's really the magic of the pressing and the squeezing okay. that helps to subconsciously integrate all of those foundational muscles. So pelvic floor, deep abdominals, back extensors, hip rotators, glutes, the whole shebang that's supposed to work Is for this you. something they can use during pregnancy? You can utilize, yep, you can utilize that during pregnancy. We do have women that join our signature program pregnant, but we did not, I always have to add, my research brain has to say, we did not test the program on pregnant women, but we have had many pregnant women that have purchased and it is safe for them to use, um, assuming that they're not dealing with other muscular skeletal issues or diagnoses. So yeah, we found this, I put it on, I started using it. I was like, holy smokes, something's happening. So I purchased one. I took it home. I'm a creative brain at heart. I love doing experiments on myself. I'm always doing some kind of little experiment and began to just play with movement sequences with this device on. And within 30 days, I was like, wow, I feel better. And I was working with postpartum moms at the time. So I started taking them through the sequence as well. And they all said the same thing. I feel better. And I'm like trying to quantify in my mind, okay, what is better? What is better? So I started outlining, okay, like less pee leaks. I'm not peeing as frequently. Wow, my back doesn't hurt. Less downward pressure. But it was different for each of the women that I was talking to. So I'm like, oh my goodness, Christina. I'm still in touch with my professors at UNO. How do you feel about doing a research study? And we were both clueless as to what that actually meant. And so we're like, oh, yeah, let's do this. This sounds great. Yeah, I'm clueless myself. We would have never done it if we would have known the actual process because it was way longer, way harder, but way more rewarding than we would have ever thought possible. Yeah. And the whole reason behind our minds at the time were, okay, we're going to get the ACOG guidelines changed for women. That was the motivation behind this of getting women examined properly postpartum, right? Oh my goodness, there's non-surgical options that doctors can refer their patients to. Who's not going to want to do that, right? (laughs) Doctors? A lot of them. Yeah. So we got the research published, spoiler alert, got in the door of a couple of doctors, all who were like, no, we have these surgical candidates where the mesh failed. 
Could you do something for them? We've already gotten our money out of them. Could you help these folks out? And we're like, what? That's horrible. Yeah. It's really awful. It really is awful. Because I guarantee, sorry, but I guarantee that if we were talking about their penises here, there'd be a lot of shit getting done. Oh, for sure. So frustrating. And it was a dose of reality for us that if there's not money to be made in the medical industry, they don't care. They're not interested. If you're going to see a surgeon, they're going to look for ways to cut on you. (laughs) And spoiler alert for my pregnant mamas, obstetricians are surgeons. They are trained as surgeons. They are not trained in the natural process of birth and your body, which is why I really love midwives most of the time. Some are we call midwives, but for the most part, I like midwives. I would have loved to have delivered with a midwife even up until 10 years ago when I had my last baby. That wasn't an available option here in New Orleans. My business partner, Christina, her two are younger, and she was able to have a midwife and a doula present and much different scenarios there. So New Orleans is just in the last decade started having midwifery? Midwifery that you could still deliver in a hospital or some kind of birthing center. Those options just weren't. But they did have home birth midwives. Yes. Okay. All right. It's so interesting to be, so you started this, you were like gung-ho thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to be like, jump on board. They don't jump on board, of course. I could have told you that because I work with them. What was your, so next you were like, okay, how do we get this to the people who matter? The mamas. Christina and I are not motivated by money. I'll just say that off the bat. So we weren't even thinking about creating a business from this. This was really just about trying to push forward the mission of changing things for other women. And we had 40 women come through and participate in the research study, and they got amazing results. We followed them for 60 days, and they were continuing to utilize this protocol and were reaching out to us many months after we had finished the research study saying, hey, I was telling my sister who lives in North Carolina about this. Do y'all, could y'all put some videos together and, you know, just send her some stuff so she can do this too. And at first, the first couple ladies were like, oh, that's really sweet. We're finished the study, blah, blah, blah. But it kept happening. Like over 20 of them reaching out and asking for more to where Christina and I were like, okay, I think we need to do something here. More women can benefit from this. And that's really how this grew and evolved. And we didn't, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. It just declared itself. <laughs> yes. That's amazing, though, because I think that it's such a need. And it's, we were inexperienced with delivering this type of support online, but both Christina and I have been in-person practitioners for decades. We were very knowledgeable about how to care for women in this state of life, but trying to as figure things out online when you're accustomed to being an in-person practitioner takes a little time. It takes some tweak and adjusting to help women feel cared for and nurtured and loved in the way that you're able to do that in person. Yeah. And also, I'm thinking the business coach inside of me is like video content for this is perfect because 
you can show them online perfectly how to do this. And if they're, if you felt the benefits the very first time, that's insane. Yeah. Our 30 day results, the, my, my professor who sponsored our study, he was blown away with the data and the improvements that women saw in both the closure of their DR, decrease in P leaks, decrease in number of times, which if you're peeing more than 10 times a day, ladies, that is not normal and you don't have to accept it as your normal, nor do you have to accept P leaks with sneezing, coughing, jumping, laughing, don't have to accept that. But also the back pain and hip issues that come from pelvic floor problems that a lot of people don't recognize. Yeah, I think that's in pregnancy as well. They don't realize that a lot of that back pain is related to your pelvic floor. And then the bowel issues, which is the most embarrassing of these issues Mm -hmm. that people do not like to talk about, which is losing control over being able to pass gas or losing control over your bowels. These are quality of life issues that are very isolating that many women are suffering in silence with. So one of my previous doulas, so we have doulas on our team, and one of my previous doulas had some bowel incontinence for the first few weeks after her baby. And I've been very fortunate having given birth six times. One of my children's adopted very fortunate that I've never had any issues. I could have never repeat on myself, any of those things, which it just goes to show you like everyone's so different. Um, so when Taylor was talking about that, oops, sorry, Taylor, when Taylor was talking about that, which, you know, she told our whole, all of the mamas, I was just like, oh my goodness, I never dealt with that. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. So my vast majority of postpartum experience has been since I started my online space because now I spend so much time with them. Before I spent an hour to two after birth and bye, you go to postpartum. That's my extent. So it's been really interesting to me to, like you said, find out these things happen to a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, and I'm a numbers girl. So when just to let women know that they're really not alone with these issues, we're talking about over 52 million women in this country dealing with some type of pelvic floor dysfunction. And statistically, one in nine women are dealing with prolapse, which is just falling of the pelvic organs into the pelvic cavity. They don't necessarily have to be exiting your body. Those are more progressed stages of prolapse, but that's way underreported. It's probably more like one in every two women who have given birth and, and birth is an, a trigger for these issues, but we've certainly worked with a number of women who are dealing with things like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, connective tissue disorders that are also dealing with these types of prolapse issues or women who have had chronic gut issues. And so they've spent a lot of their life straining on the toilet with constipation. And that's been a real trigger for some of this as well. But there's a lot of women, I can promise you, the next gathering that you're at, when you scan that room, there are a lot of women in that room dealing with these issues silently and thinking that it's normal and they just have to deal with it. And then going to their doctor and being told that. That's correct. That is 
Oh, it's so maddening. It's really maddening to me. I had a conversation. I'm in, I, or I, I was in a different coaching group myself, and everyone else in there was not in the motherhood space. They were all teachers teaching teachers. And here I am. And somehow, wherever I am, we end up talking about something birth, sex, whatever. We started talking. Oh, I know what it was because I was contacted by, speaking of putting things in your hoo ha, I was contacted by this company that has this thing. I forget. It's like a Kegel thing you can put in your vagina and play games. Yeah. And I'm like, and you can play games with a friend across the country who has one too. Like you can play badminton and stuff. (laughs) And we had this very interesting conversation, which this whole long story is getting to, was they, a lot of them thought that Peeing on yourself is peeing on yourself is part of having a baby. And you just have to like deal with that. And I was like, oh, no, because I and I can't tell you how many times I've heard that as a labor and delivery nurse, because people will tell me anything that they think just sneezing, coughing, getting on a trampoline and peeing, all of those things are just part of being a mom. Yeah, it's really sad how much we have normalized that. And it is common, but it is not normal. And there is something that you can do about it that doesn't involve Kegels or having to insert anything into your body. I'm certainly not poo-pooing on some women have gotten great results with women's health PT and that internal work or utilizing devices. I, I will acknowledge the bias that I have, which is, the women that I see are still women that are having these problems. So what we see are the women who have tried to use those things and it's created over-tightening. And when you have an over-tight pelvic floor, you're going to have more pain. You're going to have more pain with intimacy. You're going to have more leakage and you're going to have more urgency and frequency of using the restroom. So oftentimes women think they're trying to help themselves by by using those types of interventions. And what ends up happening is they see somewhat of a alleviation of symptoms. And then all of a sudden it creates this hypertonicity because I'll get on my rant a little bit, but your pelvic floor is not a magical unicorn. It's skeletal muscle, just like the rest of your body. If you're working it like a magical unicorn where you just contract and release and you're not functionally training this muscle group, you're going to have over tightening. That's just the way it goes. As an exercise physiologist, this is what I live and breathe and try to just speak to the common sense of other practitioners in you got to train this muscle functionally the same way that you would the rest of your body. If you had somebody coming to you saying, hey, I have this job and I want to get stronger, being able to move this case of water from here to here. And you just tell that person, okay, I just want you to bend your elbow 90 degrees and just squeeze as hard as you can. Okay, now do that sitting down. Now do that standing up. Does that actually help you functionally do the thing that you're needing to do? No, it doesn't. We want our pelvic floors to work the way that they did before we had babies. We didn't have to think about crossing our legs when we coughed or sneezed before we had a baby. We didn't have to think about, oh, Lord, did I empty my bladder before I do this jumping jack? We just did it. Yeah. And everything worked the way it's supposed to work. And so that means it's possible to make it go back the way that it was before. 
So tell me, what is the process? So one thing that we're going to share with you guys is that Jen has some different programs that she offers. And we have a really nice coupon for you guys if you want to take part in that. But can you explain the two differences? Because I know you were telling me. Yes. So we have our Healing from Home program, which is really just a curated set of resources for either you're being proactive at the final stages of pregnancy and wanting to have all the tools that you need to heal from home after delivery. And included in that is proper breastfeeding ergonomics, questions to ask at your six-week checkup, how to care for a C-section or episiotomy, all kinds of wonderful things, how to be checked properly for prolapse. So that's in our healing from home guides. And then our signature program is that research validated protocol that we developed. And that is, I know I'm peeing more than 10 times a day. I know that every time I cough, sneeze, I am leaking pee. I am having pain with intimacy. I am having back pain. I am having heaviness, or I know that I have the separation of my abdominals that I would like to be able to close to have more strength in my core. All of those things are healed and alleviated with the implementation of that signature program. And for you guys listening, we have a coupon code that they can use. Yes, they can use LNM, all caps, 50, and they'll get $50 off either program. Awesome. This has been really awesome to talk about. And I think that, like you said, the more we normalize not having to just deal with this stuff, I do the same thing for my pregnant moms, like pelvic pain and back pain and all the different things that joints and all the things that in the past, us having older children, for sure, I think that the women having babies now are a lot more educated than we were. And they are not, a lot of them are not accepting. That's just how it is. That's normal. I don't care if it's normal. I want help. And so they are seeing chiropractors. They are seeing massage therapists. They are seeing physical therapists and pelvic floor therapists. So way to go, you guys. I wish we had the knowledge that you have, but we didn't. We had libraries back then. That's it. And a lot of resources. But I love that you've got this program because we have a right to be able to walk without peeing on ourselves or jump or laugh or sneeze or whatever. And it is mortifying and embarrassing. And even I would say that I've not had these issues, but I would say just based on my postpartum membership and hanging out with these mamas a lot, that it really affects their relationship with their partner. 100%. It it definitely impacted my relationship with my husband because these are really hard things to talk about and acknowledge. And when you speak them out, it becomes your truth. And mm-hmm. part of it is wrestling with it in your own mind. Is this actually happening? Surely this is going to get better. It's this cycle of frustration that's happening in your own mind. And it feels very scary to speak it out loud, especially Mm -hmm. to the person who matters the most. And most women don't talk to each other about it. No. 
definitely yeah, so that that's a problem as well at your play group or your coffee chat yeah post hey post there's something of. hanging in my vagina how yeah. about you <laughs> no and I, i'll yeah. be honest i didn't even talk to my own mother about this yeah. it's very isolating and it is such an emotional journey and even if you're not dealing with the pain and the prolapse it becomes very upsetting when you're the one on vacation and you're driving somewhere and they're constantly having to stop for you and your family's giving you a hard time about this or you're finding that when you're going places the first thing you do is scope out where the restroom is Mm because you're worried oh my goodness if I feel like I have to go I have to be able to get to the restroom quickly now that is part of my life because I have IBS yes Yes. I know that. My kids used to laugh and say my that song was going to go right so now. That's terrible. like my theme yeah. song. So you can definitely yeah. identify well, with those quality of life issues that just mm-hmm. yeah. are not fun to deal with. Yeah. Traveling. I We travel a lot. We are a traveling family. And I can't imagine that I know what that's like when you're pregnant and you have to go to the bathroom all the time, but I can't imagine that being your daily dealing, like having to stop every five, 10 minutes or feeling that. So I do have one more question because I like to keep these under 40, 45 minutes because I know you guys like to stop (laughs) listening when we get this far in. But is this something that could benefit older women who have yet to have relief from this? Our bodies are incredibly made and it is very possible. Most women start to feel a difference in 30 days and there is no age limit. The caveats that we always present is it's a 10 minute a day routine that you need to be able to implement. You need to be able to get up and down off the floor. If you have other orthopedic issues, that might impede you from being able to complete the the whole program, but there's three components. There's a standing and then a floor uh, component of the exercises, but you don't have to be an exercise diva. You don't have to like to exercise. You're not going to sweat. This is basically activation and foundational strength. So we tried to make this really easy and dialed in and accessible for all women on their own schedules. Women get lifetime access and they also get access to us in our private community because like you, we like to keep giving that support because of the things that we're talking about. This is very isolating. And so oftentimes just having that community of support can be a real turning point for a lot of these ladies. Oh, that's awesome. I love businesses that serve. That really makes me happy. All right. So tell everyone where they can find you. You guys can find us on our website, tightenyourtinkler.com. If you're interested in more teaching on this stuff, we have a ton of videos over on YouTube where we teach you all about the different types of prolapse and terminology and all the things. So you can find us over there. And then you can find us being a little silly and some serious over on Instagram at titan.your.tinkler. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming today, Jen. Hey, mamas, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Tighten Your Tinkler. I just love that name, I have to say. It's super important that you guys do not just accept that this is normal when it comes to anything with your pregnancy and your postpartum journey. As always, I will see you guys again next Friday. Bye for now.